Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Nora McCabe was a 33-year-old mother of three from West Belfast. She was killed after she was struck with a plastic bullet as she returned to her home from the shops on July the 8th, 1981. Her youngest child was just three months old. The plastic bullet that struck Nora on the head was fired from an RUC Land Rover under the orders of Senior RUC Officer Chief Superintendent James Crutchley. The incident happened as Nora walked along Linden Street on the same morning that hunger striker Joe MacDonald died. At the time, the RUC claimed they had fired at someone who had thrown a petrol bomb at their patrol. However, footage filmed by a Canadian camera crew in the area and produced at the inquest into Nora's death a year later completely contradicted the RUC's version of events. Nora's story is not a one-off. 17 people eight of them children, were killed by either plastic or rubber bullets used by the security forces during the Troubles. Between 1970, the year plastic bullets were first introduced, and 1981, almost 100,000 rubber and plastic bullets were fired. In 1981 alone, the year that Nora McCabe lost her life, 30,000 were fired on the streets of Northern Ireland. Her family have been campaigning since that tragic day for a change in the use of plastic and rubber bullets. And her son, James, is here to tell the story. James, thank you so much for joining me in today's podcast. You're welcome, Tricia. You were just two and a half yeah. years old when you lost your mum. Yeah. Do you have any memories of her? None. None at all. I've had the psychiatrist and stuff like that, and maybe they say it's been buried and some memories and stuff. But I was very young, you know, and... As a wee baby, do you mm. know, so I have no memories at all of her, no. When did you realise that you had lost your mummy? That came about, and I can remember that, when I was about seven. Um, mm. When I was about seven, the first Tuesday had come out, the first Tuesday programme, and my father had told me and my sister of what happened our mother we asked where is she and stuff like that and they had told us that um she was murdered a uh, police rec had murdered her shot her in the head 
in a way, as a child, I didn't believe that. I didn't even believe my own father because when you're a child, you're in school, you're learning about the firemen, ambulance men, policemen, and all what good that they do and the crimes that they stop and the, the protection that they give you. So in my mind as a child, I was, I was questioning and that going like, uh, maybe she was doing something wrong. Maybe they knew something or whatever. Do you know, I couldn't. When my father was telling me they're doing it for nothing, I couldn't process that in my head as a child. So when the first Tuesday came out, that the first time it came out, my father sat me and my brother on a chair. I was here, my brother was there next beside, beside my father. And we watched the first Tuesday and it was very hard. My father wanted us to watch it to see. He didn't want to be wanting us to think that he was telling his lies from one side mm-hmm. of of the thing, you know. Um. So when I watched it myself, I seen that she wasn't doing anything wrong. You know, there was witnesses there, and there was no rats. There was no nothing. So. That's when I realised at about seven that this has happened. My mummy's not going to come back. Um, the murderer. So that's when I realised. And what a thing so. to have to come to terms with at seven years old. I mean, I can't even begin to imagine what that was like, James. And you did mention there that that the first Tuesday program, which was a, a nationwide program in the 80s yeah. that went all over the UK nationwide and a special investigation was done into your mother's death. Yeah. And I watched that myself and I mean, it's absolutely heartbreaking and I'm sure it opened a lot of eyes in the UK as to what was happening here in Northern yeah. Ireland. Only for the presence of that Canadian film crew, like you said, you you would have been made to believe that yeah. your mum was involved in rioting. Yeah. And actually, from the video that was produced by your family solicitor, Pat Finucane, at the inquest a year later, it doesn't show rioting on the streets. No. So that was another lie. Tell me what you know about that day and, and what has come to light over the years about your, your mother's journey from leaving her home that day until she was fatally wounded on the street? Well, I know nothing really about it, to be honest, Um, because we've been told so many different stories, but all the same story that she was shot at the corner. My father has heard stories and stuff like that there. We, I don't know whether she was coming back from the shop or going to the shop. Now, a lot of people have told us and said that they've seen it, that she was coming back from the shop because she had milk in her hand. That's all we know. We just go on what people are telling us that, you know, yeah, of what happened that yeah. day. And sadly, because you're not going to get the, the truth from the RUC because they've no. been proven they have been proven to li- have lied in your yeah. mummy's case and that's I mean what impact has that had on you as a family that you know you've had to fight with the, the RUC now the PSNI to get 
to still get those answers over I mean, your mum's death? In a society where there is supposed to be a police force, ambulance, fire brigade, people who we trust, people who we can go to, I can't phone the police if anything happened to us. Mm-hmm. Our family can't phone the police. We do not phone the police if anything happened. If we were robbed in the morning, we wouldn't phone the police because we have no... No, no confidence in them whatsoever. None. Um, we are left as kids to go, go on the rest of our lives with anger, sadness, disappointment. Um, you know, n- not trusting. Sometimes it's hard when you were a kid to trust in um, teachers, doctors, people of authority because the police are a big authority in the society and in, a, in any society. So once that's broke in the people, that's not just the devastation of one person. I mean, it's a ripple effect. That goes on. I mean, it goes right down the lanes. Do you know, it's mm-hmm. for my sister's kids, our kids, and it's just going to go on and on and on. And it just causes so much mental health. It's intergenerational and, I mean, that's what a lot of people who don't know a lot about the Troubles find hard to understand. You were a direct victim of the Troubles. You lost your mommy. You lost your future with your mommy. Yeah. And that trauma has been carried with you all your life, James. And do you think... Has it got a little bit harder as you get older? Yeah, it does. It doesn't get easier. It gets harder. Are you getting support? I, oh, I I'm get, I'm get a lot of support from my family mm-hmm. and counselling and stuff like mm-hmm. that there, but no support in the whole way world's ever, ever going to bring her back, do you know? And that's all I ever, ever wanted. Um, all the other stuff I can deal with it myself, you know, with the depression and anger and stuff like that. I can deal with that. I've learned to deal with that. Um, I've learned to deal that it doesn't go so far. And it has went so far that I have been arrested myself for assault on police officers and stuff. Um, that was my childhood, you know. But... As I get into adulthood, it, it's a lot harder on your heart. Do you know, everyday life, we've dealt with it. My father's brought us up. Um, he's reared us very well. Um, he's taught us everything. Do you know what I mean? And he's got us this far. And my sister, she's just an amazing mother. Your sister was just three months old when your mommy died. What a tragedy that... She had this little three-month-old baby and she had two wee boys at home and, and she went to the shops and, and she was brutally murdered because that's what you would describe it as. Yeah. She was brutally murdered yeah. in history. You have found support along with 17 other victims' families. That's 17 victims who lost their lives to rubber and plastic bullets. Eight of those were children. Mm-hmm. You're campaigning for an end to the use 
of rubber and plastic bullets. Yeah. I think it's more plastic bullets now. Well, they have changed it to this bullet here. It's an AEP bullet. Um, they sent us a letter. This is an AEP yeah. bullet. They sent us a letter to say that they're not they're not using plastic bullets anymore. The policing board. We asked for an interview, or we asked for to get to meet them, and they sent a letter to say that they're not using plastic bullets anymore. They're using the AEP bullet. The AEP bullet is. Uh, supposed to be uh, less lethal, do you know? And it it, it mentions it has it's a soft nosed bullet. Mm-hmm. This is the top. That's supposed to be the soft bit. So if it hits a post, it's supposed to cushion. I can't even push that in, you know. That's hard plastic. This now that it, it, it's a bit smaller than the old plastic bullet. The old plastic bullet may have been about a lot bigger than this and pure hard plastic. There's metal inside this. There's hard plastic and there's rubber around it. So, mm-hmm. I, mean, that, I mean, that's three bullets in the one. How is that less lethal, James? That's what I want to ask them. That's that's the question that we want to ask them. And how do you think that that's less lethal? Maybe it's less lethal because um, they haven't shot anybody in the head. There has been a lot of people unreported um, who have been fatally injured with these. They're still doing a lot, a lot of damage. I think the PSNI are maybe being careful that they don't kill anybody with these bullets. Because maybe they want to keep the bullet. They, they want it banned. But Why do they need to use these bullets, James? What is it that you, your family and all the, all the other families and campaigners are being told as to why these bullets need to be used? Because human rights organisations have spoken out against the use of them at politicians as well. There's been countless reports, even done by doctors here, about yeah. how lethal they are. So why are they still using them? They have a reason to keep their bullets because, you know, Ireland, Northern Ireland has always been known as rats. There's always going to be a wee bit of a rat here. Do you know what I mean? So they have the excuse, excuse to keep it. In England, they don't, they don't use them in England. They never, ever used them in England for crowd control. And why don't they use them in England? What's the reason there? Well, the thing now, they were too dangerous for crowd control, right? But now, just last year, uh, it has been passed that they're using them now in England. They've started using them in England. There has been, I think, or one or two people have been shot with these bullets. So they've started using them in England now. That must be absolutely frightening for you as a family because I'm sure you don't want anyone else to go through what your family have gone through. No, definitely not. Definitely not. It just rips a whole family apart. It really does. Something like that because it's not like a natural death or anything like that. You know, it's... Their lives have been took away from them. 
from the very people that we are supposed to trust, the very people who are here to protect us. Do you know? So where do you go from there? What do you tell the future generation? What do you tell them about the police force? James, when do you recall really looking into your mommy's case and that of the other 17 victims? Was it a little bit later in your teenage years? Was it when you were an adult? Was it straight away? No, it was straight away. As we were kids, um, as my father was campaigning all the time, um, there was always photographs of them, booklets. And when I was young, I used to um, put leaflets around the doors, booklets around the doors of of all the victims. You know, um, Julie Livingstone, Carlan Kelly, Francis Roundtree, Seamus Duffy. They were all. I was looking at them as, as a child and looking at them as, as kids. They were murdered, do you know. That was, that set a lot of fear into you, do you know what I mean? Because it, you were afraid that I'm a child, I get a shot, and they're not going to care about it. It must have been traumatising seeing the images of little Carol Ann in her coffin and the family released that image to show what... Plastic bullets had done to that little garden. When you saw those photographs, were you know, were you shocked? Were you slightly desensitized being from, you know, West Belfast in the middle of the troubles? How did you feel when when you saw that? Definitely shocked. Shocked to to think that, oh, that's final. They're in their coffin. That's final. They're not in the hospital. They're not injured. They're dead. Do you know, mm-hmm. that's how far the RUC went. We, I couldn't, uh, as a child, you always try and find excuses for things like that to make it better for yourself in your own head. But I couldn't, I couldn't find anything. And that's what was so dis- soul-destroying about it and so distracting in you. You know, there was nothing. You were just told this child was shot. For no reason. And you would have loved for someone to say that something did happen because then you could process it in your mind. Do you know what I mean? And then you were also dealing with the realisation that your mommy was shot for no reason. Mm. She only went to the shops and that was it. And so did the campaigning alongside your dad, Jim, help in any way it helped in the fight you knew you were never ever going to give up you know you knew whenever your father or the older ones weren't able we're going to do it you know because you can't sit back i couldn't sit back me and my sister and the rest of the campaign probably finding very hard to sit back and do nothing do you know what i mean Makes you feel like you, you're doing something for your dead, do you know, because there's, there's nothing else you can do for them. But only campaign to get these bullets banned and to make our society a safer society. I watched last year a wee guy just outside my door. He was breaking um, 
things up and stones up and stuff and he was throwing them at the jeeps and the jeeps were all lined up but i noticed one cop had the baton round out plastic baton round out and she was aiming at him you know she was doing this and i just thought please god don't because if that wee lad of anything was to happen in front of me i don't think i could cope with that do you know what i mean and even seeing them um, shooting plastic bullets just outside your door last year. That's frightening. My sister was coming across this road with her kids, you know, coming over to see if my father was okay. She could have been hit. Where does it end? Where you, is it ever going to end? James, do you have that constant fear that you're going to lose somebody else close to you? Yes. Is that something that has yes. obviously, that is something you've carried from losing your mum? Yeah. I always had the fear of my father going to shoot my father next, do you know, and that was so, I was, and even uh, even now, when a rat breaks out, that fear overwhelms you, do you know. And you live right next to the peace line where yeah. that trouble, and it was ferocious, yeah. um, it's uh, just, broke out last just year. there, just yeah. there, Lanark Way, you see. Over 20 years after the Good Friday Agreement, you still have that fear? It seems cruel. It seems unfair. Very, very, very unfair. Very unfair. It works for a lot of people, but thousands of people it's not going to work for because the damage is done. And no one's making the damage any better. No one's even attempting to make it any better. The, the British government are still lying through their teeth. No soldier or no RUC man has ever, ever, ever been even a fan do you know what I mean? They've over your I mean, got a case. Fame over my mummy's case, over all other cases. Do you know what I mean? All them ones that was murdered in Ballamurphy and Spring Hill and Westrack. Just a couple of years there, we were at the High Court. We faced three judges. Them three judges watched that video of my mother. And what they come up with, well, she could have been shot in one street and trailed round to the other street just to blame. Who are you saying? They knew that she was hit with a plastic bullet. They knew the damage. The damage had done to my mother's head. She had no way of survival whatsoever. It just shattered her whole brain. It shattered her whole skull. Them bullets are fired at 70 miles an hour. And if that hits you in the head at 70 miles an hour... I don't think you've any chance, anybody has any chance of it, do you know? Your mum was hit on the back of the head from 12 feet away with one of these bullets. Yep. The regulations that were sent out to the RUC and using these was that they were to be fired from a certain distance away. Um, What was that distance, James, that... They should have been fired from. That distance was a hundred feet, right? They were only to be shot below the waist. I don't know why they brought all these things out to break them. They knew they were going to break them anyway. Do you know what I mean? Every one of them was broke. In Israel, they're using plastic bullets and they have kind of the same rules that come with them, do you know, as ours. They're not allowed to be shot below above the waist. Um, women and children 
children under 14 are not to be shot and women are not to be shot but they broke them rules there's i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I think there's about seven families or something who are um, campaigning a bit in Israel because they've been affected by plastic bullets. Do you know? It's not just here, it's... A lot of countries all over the world that they're using because they are the most lethal bullet in the world. That's why. It's power for them. Do you know? Your dad, Jim, began campaigning almost straight away after his wife yeah. was gone down on the street and lost her life. He has spoken in America, Germany, Right around the world, you were there by his side throughout his life where he's been campaigning was trying to bring you up as well. How hard was that on him, do you think, James? I think it was really, really hard on him. 
the only time he cried whenever he had a couple of wee drinks on him. And um, that's the only time I ever seen my father shed a tear. He held it back. Do you know, he just got on with it with us. Do you know what I mean? And he done what had to be done. And he told us, this is what has to be done. We are campaigning here. This We need to get these, do you know, my sister was always with him. He was pushing her up in the pram. And then it ended up that she was pushing her kids up till the protests on a pram. So it just went down the, do you know what I mean? The generations. I think my father maybe seeing us, it helps him a bit. Maybe he doesn't want to see us doing this. He wants to see us doing something else and getting on with our lives and stuff. But this is our lives. Do you know? It's just, it's it's your life. It's put upon you. You have to deal with it. And do. Tell me about the legal side of things, James, involving your mum's case. Because there's been a few legal steps taken to get justice mm-hmm. for your mommy. And, I mean, during the first inquest in 1982, Pat Finucane, your solicitor, another person who was sadly murdered uh, years later, at the time, Pat Finucane brought out this priceless piece of filming made by that Canadian crew that day that showed what really happened when your mum was shot. Did I read that the coroner adjourned that hearing and then never sat? It never sat for a year again, that this piece of film wasn't allowed to be a, to be played in court? Yeah, yeah, that, that was their techniques. So from the outset, it was delay, delay and delay. Deliberate, yep. That the RUC's line that they were dealing with rioters and they were being attacked. That's what that's what the story should yeah. be, basically. Yeah. But Pat Finucane pushed on and a year later that that film was shown in court. What happened after that, James? Was there a ruling in your mum's case, you know, the death inquest and and then did that move on? She was to- an innocent passerby. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. Okay, we'll agree that she was an innocent passerby. They didn't give us any why they done it, why they thought they were going to do it, you know. What did they think? They said nothing. Mm-hmm. We were given nothing. It was just okay then. She was innocent then. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what we got from it, you know what I mean? There was, that's all. So Because of the video. So no talk about prosecutions because, I mean, it's, this is an innocent passerby. Mm-hmm. Your family need answers and there should be a criminal investigation. There was no prosecutions whatsoever. Is because that in them times, it's just like now, the British government think that when you pay out money, that's it. When they pay for the damages that they've done, that's it. That's they've 
There's no prosecution saying, you know, which I think that's totally, totally unfair. If more or less, if you take the money, there's not going to be anybody to prosecute it. That's the way they got people years ago. That's the way people were treated years ago, you know, offered blood money. That's what we got was blood money. Your family were given compensation then, yeah. James. And when when Not did that fair. happen? How many years ago was that? That happened um, when, when the kids, her kids, we got till 18. We were given um, a certain amount mm-hmm. of money. It was put in the our bank accounts for us when we were 18. Mm-hmm. Um between us all, it was all spent within two months because it was blood money. <laughs> it wouldn't, and I'm sure it wouldn't have been much. And it, I mean, that's I you mean, couldn't have done anything with it because you yeah. couldn't have looked at it, anything that you bought from it or anything like mm-hmm. that. It was just blood money. I wanted rid of it. All your family and the other victims' families want is for changes to be made for yeah. justice. What is justice for you, James? Is it prosecutions? Justice for me is that the British government come on national TV and tell the whole world what they've done and why they've done it. That's justice for me. We already know our loved ones are innocent. We don't need them to say that our loved ones are innocent. We need them to tell why they've done it and will it happen again. We need to be reassured that this isn't going to happen again. Because this could happen again. It's opened. There's no law to say that these bullets are not to be fired at all. There is no British justice at all. There is none. They're going to protect their own. We need the courts to change. To be on everybody's side. To be fair. The courts were never, ever fair, and they're still not fair to the people. Do you feel your family has been failed by everyone who was supposed to have helped you? Yes. Yes, most definitely, yes. Yes. We weren't failed with um, the solicitors who helped us. Pat Finucane was an amazing person. Um. We were failed by the courts, the British justice system, the British government. Failed by them all. We were failed by the very people that are there to help. We were failed by the law. Our law has completely failed us. Murder is murder. What did you lose out on, James? By not having your mummy growing up and going into your adult years and and even today, what is it that has been taken away from you? I don't know because I never had it. I don't know what I miss out on because I never had it. I can only look around and see um, my aunts and my cousins. and When you look around, you... I don't know if it's a known fact, but it looks to me that everybody um, loves their mummies, like uh, sons and daughters and stuff like that. You can have a thousand fathers, but everybody loves their mothers. Do you know your mother's the, the anchor? 
of the family. She's she's the person that just sticks up for you no matter what. She'll always be there for you, do you know? That's took away. And then with my nieces and nephews, she, she had no chance of being a grandmother and you know, enjoying all that. Does your aunties and your other family members and your daddy tell you what sort of person your mummy was? They describe her as a, a very, very loving person. She was the anchor of her own family as well. Everybody turned to her. She was very helpful. I was just told that she was just a tough person. Do you know, she was very tough. Um, bit of a tomboy, you know. Just a beautiful person. Do you know, they told us that she's just a beautiful person, but I don't know. I think I think I feel the same way as my sister and my brother, that it hurts you when people tell you nice things about her. Sometimes that's... I can't smile and can't, oh, that's great. There's there's a resentment that you never yeah. you never got to experience that. We never pro got to process it in our heads as kids to see my mother buried, to see her getting buried and all the the rest of that. We were just told she was shot, she's dead, that's it. I never seen her. I never seen a dead body. I never seen anything. I never even seen my mother to start off with. Do you know? So sometimes I do think and get very resentment, resentful, and I wonder, well, why am I doing this? Because I never had her in the first place. And then I get angry with myself thinking that. <laughs> but that's what, that's what's left in families and generations, because this will just go down the generation. Do you know what I mean? I can't tell the younger ones lies, you have to tell them the truth, you have to tell them what happened and then they can make up what they think, do you know what I mean? It's shocking, I wish to God I could, I didn't have to tell it but she was murdered and that's it. Do you think that your nieces and nephews will have to carry this campaign on because of the lack of interest from the British government in, in giving your family justice and the answers that, that you deserve? I really, really hope not. I hope not. I hope this is the last. We are experiencing a bit of peace now. But there was war here. We are experiencing peace. And it's getting better. If that was to happen and someone was murdered again that would just put everything right 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 back do you know people's emotions people's mental health everything i don't want our kids to go on campaigning i don't want them to do this because it takes away half your life it really does sometimes i come home from meetings and it's very 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 emotional do you know it's very hard not only just for me, but for all of the families. I've listened to 
a guy talk about his sister. You know, he's seen her get murdered in front of him. She was a child. That's heart-wrenching. It really is. You won't stop campaigning until something is done. The next event that you actually have, and it's it's all the families, the, the loved ones, and of the, the seventeen victims. Uh, I mean, there's thousands more thousands, who have been yeah. wounded the, and yeah. left blinded and disabled. So many victims of these lethal weapons. On July the seventeenth, there's going to be a special event in memory of the 17 people who've lost their lives. Tell me a bit about that, James. We want their stories out there. We want their faces on every wall so they're not forgot about. And it's very important to get their stories out there because they haven't got a voice. We need to be their voices. On the 17th of July, we're having a march and we're getting a, a new mural done off them. That's kind of the start of our campaign again, after my father and the rest of the older ones. This is the next generation coming up, and this march is the tale, and to let the British government know that we're not going away, we'll never ever be going away. We will keep that, we will keep on fighting. We'll keep on fighting for these, for the 17 and for the rest of them all over Ireland. If we don't, who's going to do it? We need to let our next generation know that if this happens again, if this comes up again, this is what you have got. Do you know, the British government might let you know or tell you that you've got nothing. You've got, make you feel like you've got nothing. But you've got the fight and use it and do it. And do exactly what we're doing. And you will get somewhere. Because my father and the rest of they managed to bomb, get rubber bullets bombed. You know, they managed to get it out there. They managed to get help. They managed to get a lot of media coverage on it. That's what we're going to keep doing, you know. And what is the goal, James? What is your goal for for you to be able to eventually say, we don't need to campaign anymore? What is that? Or do you know? My goal would be that there is no, no projectile weapons at all used on the people. There's no need for them. They don't use them in England because it's too dangerous for crowd control. They've got their water cannons. They've got their batons. They've got their shields. Is that not enough? And until they stop firing bullets at children, that's when we'll stop. What's a bullet till a brick? A brick and stones and sticks are no match for these bullets. No match whatsoever. So our aim is uh, to make it a lot more peacefuler in a rat situation. We've seen our, our community group here calm a lot of it down, and they've done 80% of the RUC PSNI's work that night of the rats. They did. They calmed it down. They got the kids out of the area. Then the PSNI came in and pulled their guns out and made the kids worse. So once the kids seen these guns, they started throwing more stones and blah, 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 blah. Do you know, 
they need to keep these bullets up because these bullets are still being um, made. They're still being stockpiled. They can only use these bullets, have these bullets for three months. Then they have to get rid of them and get more in. So that's the way these bullets are going, do you know? So if there's no rats, there's no need for bullets. But if there is rats, they'll need these bullets. I can tell how angry you are at the police. Is that an anger that you think you'll ever be able to quell in any way, James? No, no. The heart's too deep? Never, it's too deep. That's my mother. That's my mother. And if it wasn't, didn't happen to my mother, it would still affect me because there's children murdered. It went on to the children. 12-year-old child, 14-year-old child. What danger are they? What legal action in the past has your family taken in that quest for answers, James? As you've read, my father went to court um, about a year after that happened, my mother. Um, he campaigned and the courts kept getting put back and put back and put back. The reason why I think they were getting put back is because they were given the RUC men chan a chance to get old. So whenever they're too old, they can't appear in court and blah, blah, whatever. That's their techniques. That's what they've always, always done. Um, we took another case out against them on behalf of... Our niece, my mummy's granddaughter, Nora. That was the last one in the high court. He took out uh, legal action to see if anyone would be brought to court. Um, we were told that all the RUC men in that Jeep that day are all dead. We weren't told their names, when they died, whatever. We were just told there's no one to prosecute here. So what's the point? We have no one to prosecute anymore because, well, say six officers in that Jeep that day, all six of them are all dead. So that's what we were told by three top judges. And as a family, we've agreed we're not going to put ourselves through that again because we know. There's other ways to skin a cat, <laughs> as they say. So maybe in another year or two, or maybe tomorrow or next month, we, we could take more legal action against them. But I don't know whether that would help us or not. What's the one thing that you would like people to remember about your mum, Nora? To remember about her personality, mm -hmm. you know, because she's always been seen as a victim, plastic bullet victim. When you hear that name, that's that woman who shot a plastic bullet. Um, that's what we are campaigning. That's a part of our campaign um, to bring all their their personalities out. So each family members um are going to do stories up of, of their loved ones, of their personalities, do you know? Um, we're going to put them on the walls. We're going to put them in the books. We're going to put them in the stories, everything. Get all their personalities out there. Um, 
I heard a personality of one of the victims. It was actually Carl Ann Kelly. And her brother was telling me about her, and I thought, Jesus, now I look at Carl Ann differently. I was looking at her as this wee girl, you know, and she was murdered, and that was it. And now I look at her as this wee tough girl. I mean, when they were telling me about her, I'm like, what? <laughs> wee Carl Ann, you know. Um, and their personality. So you can, I'm only starting to kind of put personality till their face, if you know what I mean. I only see them as a victim. Now I'm starting to see them as people. You know, there were once people, there were once funny, there were once interesting. They've all got wee stories and stuff. So that's what we want to put out there. We want to put out the, there were people just like us and they have no voice. Do you know, I, I wouldn't like to f- think if that ever happened to me that people would just go on and forget about it. I would like someone to speak up for me. I think that's a lovely way to end the interview, James. Uh, I mean, I have huge respect for you. I have huge respect for your entire family, especially your dad, Jim, who was trying to grieve and bring up three little children. He campaigned and he, to this day, he still campaigns. I wish you all the best in campaigning. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.